Welcome to this week's CDTV with me, your host, Bishop Kai Dewar. Not quite sure why I spoke about myself in the third person. I hope you're well. Hope you've had a good week. God has secrets that he is keeping from you and I. Would you believe it? Yes, it's true. And I want to talk to you about that because right now we're in a season where we don't understand what's going on. We don't know why we're going through what we're going through, what's caused it. There's so much information being banded about and so much conspiracy theory and you don't know who to believe or what to believe anymore and, and how we're going to get through this and when things are going to get back to normal. But like every major crisis that's happened in the earth since time began, since God created us and created earth, created human beings, we are struggling to comprehend the why. Now, that might seem strange to some people, but it's the fact, it's the truth. We are struggling to comprehend the why. Why is God allowing this? When we go through stuff in our own life, why did God allow that? Why, why did God let me go through that? Why am I experiencing what I'm experiencing? Why am I going through the trial that I'm going through now? Why? Because human nature is to ask the why. See, we're an impatient bunch, human beings, men and women. We are truly impatient. We want the answers now. We want to know now. We don't want to wait. We want to know now. God, tell me why. Why now? Why am I going through this? Why am I enduring this? Why is this happening to me? Now, just on that note, I long time ago come to an understanding life doesn't happen to me. Life happens for me, which means I've changed my perspective of how I endure life, how I embrace life, not endure life. We are entering a truly significant uh, epoch of the church's history, not just because of the pandemic that's happening, but because the spirit of prophecy and the prophetic utterance is really beginning to rise from the heart of true prophets, people that are calling nations to repentance, people that are calling people to repentance. That's the function of a prophet. But we're in the most significant epoch of the church's history for millennia, for me, for, for a millennium. Because right now, as we come, as we came into the pandemic, we saw a tremendous e emphasis on the prophetic voice, the prophetic utterance. But as we move out of the pandemic, we're going to see a whole different kind of prophetic voice coming to the forefront, coming from the heart of God. I truly believe, now you can take me to the, I clip what I'm about to say, post it on your social media. I give you permission to, okay? I have truly believed, and I've told many, many people this, I believe that what we're going through right now for the charismatic Pentecostal evangelical church, all three in one, would be what the flood was to Noah, that many would not survive this, but that was God's intention. God was now going to use, God, like God used the flood, God was now going to use this, this pandemic, not that he caused it, that many that were not supposed to be doing what we do would not survive it. But in doing that, out of it would become, well, out of it would come, I should say, a handful, a truly small number of significant prophetic voices that speak directly from the Father's heart. And what they have to say is going to shock the church to its core. Take that to the bank. Because what they have to say 
are things that we have never heard before, things that we've never experienced before, but you will know that you know that you know that you know that you know in your spirit, in your heart, what is being said is straight from the Father's heart. And there is a reason for it. Okay? If you have your Bibles, open it to Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse 29. And it says this, The secret things belong to God. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. Let me correct myself because I'm reading from the King James translation. But those things which are revealed belong to us and our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Read that again. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children. Okay? So there is an ancient aphorism that we all know, and it says this, what you don't know won't hurt you. You all heard it. I'm sure you have. So it's very clear from the scriptures that God's intention is not to hurt mankind in any way. And the reason I can say that is because there are a whole lot of subjects in the Bible where God is significantly and suspiciously quiet. There's an awful lot that is not written in the Bible. There are, there are questions that we're looking for answers to that God is silent on. Is there life on another planet? You won't find anything about that in the Word of God. But it's worth asking. So we have to come to this knowledge, come to an understanding that there are things that God is not going to tell you. We, I, I, I asked somebody this week, have you ever heard people pray, oh God, show me the mysteries of your will, show me the mysteries of your way. And they said to me, yeah, I've heard people. I said, I've prayed that. Yet I, the, more, the, the more I'm getting to know God in a completely new and completely different way to how I've ever known him before, the more I'm fully aware of and fully understand that there are things God is not going to let me see. He's not going to show me, not going to reveal them to me. Because right now, I am not ready and he has not chosen to. Scripture says, but the things that he has revealed, that he has chosen to reveal to us, that he has chosen to reveal to us. So we go through this stuff, we go through these situations, and we don't understand why we're going through them. Now, think of it like this. So, from the beginning of history, till 1970, right? That's a fair few millennia. So all of the knowledge that man acquired from 1970 to the beginning of time, in the decade between 1970 and 1980, it doubled. So in 10 years, you had a doubling of information, of knowledge, from the previous however many millennia. Daniel prophesied that in the last days, knowledge, information would increase. Today, 
just for our, our understanding, today there is more information dumped onto the internet every, uh, every I think it's three days, or is it a day and a half? Might be a day and a half, but let's say it's three days. There's more information dumped onto the internet every three days than there was from the time the internet was created to the beginning of time. That amount of information. That is a tremendously significant amount of information that is being put forth for us to delve into. So much so that now we have to, in our pursuit of knowledge, in our pursuit of information, we have to dig so deep into a subject that now if we specialize in something, the more we specialize in that area, we suddenly see an opening up of specialities, specializations within the speciality, within the specialization, because the field is so vast. The more we look at the universe, for example, the more we begin to understand that we're only just beginning to comprehend the vastness of the universe in which God has chosen for us to exist. So what I'm trying to say is this, the more you study, the more you dig, the more you research, the more you, you, you pursue knowledge, the more you will come to an understanding that there is so much left yet that is untapped within the universe, within our life. There is so much that we don't know. In fact, I would go so far to say as there is more to be learned than we've already learned. Now, track with me because I'm taking you on a journey. So when it comes to the things of God, we have to understand that the secrets, the mysteries of God are not contained in the Word of God. Yes, there are mysteries and yes, there are secrets within it. But God says in Deuteronomy 29, the secret things belong to God. In other words, there are things outside of the Bible, there are things outside of our life that God knows, God has always known, and yet He is choosing not to share them with us. Why is that? Why does God do that? Well, the answer is simple. The answer is we cannot handle the information that God could share with us. We might not be in a victor's mentality. Think of the life of Joseph. Do you think Joseph would have gone through what he went through if God had showed him at the start of the journey the path he would have to walk to get to the palace? Now, I used to, I, I used to look at my life kind of like a, a, a Joseph of my age. And I'll tell you this, if, I, if somebody showed me what I would go through in my life to sit where I am tonight talking to you, I would never have taken that journey. I would have run the other way. I would never have paid the price, gone through the experiences, made the mistakes that I've made, hurt myself the way I've hurt myself because of poor decisions that I've had to go through to sit here to talk to you. Never would have done it. Joseph never would have done it. Paul, when he was Saul, would never have ridden the Damascus Road if he knew what he was going to go through become Paul. Never would have, uh, have, have journeyed with God if he knew that he was going to be shipwrecked and stoned, locked up and beaten to become the author of one third of the New Testament and the most significant voice in the formation of the New Testament church outside of Peter.
never would have done it. You, if somebody showed you what you would have to go through, if somebody gave you the knowledge of what you would have to go through to get to where you are today, sitting listening to me, you wouldn't have made that journey. You wouldn't have chosen the life that you're going through right now. You wouldn't have said yes to God's will and his way. You would have run a million miles in the other direction. Ah, don't lie. You know you would have. I know you would have. The Holy Spirit knows you would have. Tell the truth, shame the devil. Like Jesse Duplantis always says. None of us would have done it, which is why God does not reveal the knowledge at the outset. So what, what is God trying to, to get us to understand? Well, just looking at life, looking at, uh, at what we're going through from the perspective of trying to understand it. Let's, let's look, at, look, at, look at this example. You know, somebody once said God, that man created electricity. Man didn't create electricity. Electricity's always been there. Out of our curiosity, out of our studying, out of our pursuit of knowledge and information, man, in his infatuation with knowing more, man discovered electricity, discovered the power of this awesome natural phenomenon, discovered how to harness that power, and then discovered how to use that power for the benefit of mankind as a tool. But man did not create electricity. Man didn't create the laws of electricity, but God knew they were always there. God has known about electricity and atomic particles, the atom. We discovered many years ago the power of the atom and we created the atom bomb. God has known that all along. So just like that kind of information, God has known all about your life from the beginning of time and has known what you would have to go through, but God has chosen not to tell you what you'll go through. God has chosen not to reveal the secrets of the why, and it kills us. As human beings, it absolutely kills us because we want to know now. We want to know everything, and we want to know now. I, I, I used to call it the microwave generation. We want 30 years of experience in 30 seconds. We want 30 years of knowledge in 30 seconds. We want 30 years of understanding in 30 seconds because we're not prepared to wait for the now. I, I hear people all the time say things like, you know, I've prayed and prayed and prayed for months and months. I've prayed for years. God hasn't answered me. Well, I would say he has. I would say God has answered you. Clearly, the answer is no. Because if the answer was yes, you'd have had the thing that you're praying for. But then we want to know why God has said no. Why God hasn't answered the prayer the, the, the prayer, the way that we want it answered. Not the way that he wants to answer it, the way we want it answered. We want to know why God. Why haven't you answered my prayer? Why are you letting me go through this? Why am I having to go through this experience? Why am I enduring this? Why is this test so difficult? Why is this trial so hard? Yet God has a solution for every single dilemma we face. Are you ready for it? It's going to blow your mind. God's solution is simple. He says, trust me. 
rest in me. And we can't. We rebel against the trust. We rebel against the peace. We rebel against the mystery of understanding why. Because humanity, by our very nature, are inquisitive. We can't cope with somebody saying no without giving us an explanation. And yet, in the middle of that time, God continues. I said, just trust me. I said, rest in me. I said, they that wait upon me shall renew their strength. And the why is killing us. So we rebel. We rebel against God and we rebel against the mystery. We rebel against the secrets. You know that Hebrew word, secret? It's quite an interesting word. It literally means to be covered up, to have my eyes covered over. And yet, and yet, the Hebrew word for revealed literally means to be uncovered, to, to be unclothed in one form. God is deliberately covering you from seeing something because he knows all that we know. So yes, I, I've been there. I've been through those moments when I've asked God, why did you do this? Why have you let me go through this? And God doesn't answer. But what you have to understand that his silence is probably just as eloquent, if not more eloquent, than the things he's chosen to reveal in the Word of God. His silence speaks volumes, so they say. Quite like we use the old, the old uh, proverb, the silence speaks volumes. God's silence on a matter speaks volumes. It speaks volumes to me, and it speaks volumes to you because it tells you that God has not chosen to reveal the secret of what you're going through, which means that there is a significant will and a significant purpose to you going through what you're going through. But are you going to rebel against the mystery because you cannot wait for the why to be answered? I know the pain of the rebellion because I've been there and I've done it. I know the heartache that that rebellion causes. I know the, the instability, the insecurity. I know the suffering that you can bring on yourself trying to find the answer to the why, but you have to understand, my friend, there is a why that God is not going to answer because he has not yet chosen to reveal the purpose. He has not yet chosen to reveal his will. He has not yet chosen to reveal his why. But rest assured, from the beginning of time until now, there has always been a why. God has always known the reason and God has always known the answer. God has deliberately hidden the answers from you because he's searching your heart. He's searching your spirit. 
Why would you reveal something to somebody that you cannot trust and they don't trust you? Now, I have, I have friends in my life. I have relationships in my life. But there are one or two people that have been with me through thick and thin that have proved their trustworthiness, that know the secrets, that know the, the intimacy of the things I've been through, that know the path to the purpose, the will, whatever you want to call it, because they've proven that they're trustworthy. And in the longevity of time and in the right season, I have revealed to them the secrets of my life. God will do the same. God will reveal to you the secrets of the why. If you can trust him. God's greatest desire, as my mentor would say, is to be believed. Can you trust him and not know the reasons why? Can you find rest in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the trial, in the middle of the temptation, in the middle of the turbulence, the tumult, the tribulation, can you find rest in God? Or is your curiosity going to drive you insane trying to find the why? I've had to come through some stuff, really had to come through some stuff, stuff that would turn black hair white but the greatest thing I've had to come through is learning to not pursue the why. Learning to trust God, even though I don't understand. Learning to rest in Him when I don't see what He sees. But knowing that all will be revealed in the transcendence of time. There's an old proverb that we when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. When your heart, your life, your mind, your spirit is ready, why will be answered. But God is trying to get you to a place where you trust him so intimately that the why becomes irrelevant and the trust becomes So there are God's secrets that he is choosing to reveal and there are God's secrets that he is choosing to keep from you, from me. But in that moment, we don't need to ask God why. We simply need to yield ourselves. The Bible says it is a fearful thing to humble thyself unto the mighty hand of God. But doing so shows God, I trust you more than any other human being on the earth. I trust you with my very life. I trust you. And even though I don't know why, I will keep on trusting you. Because you have a purpose. You have a plan. You have a will. You have a way. And in the fullness of time, those secrets will, will be revealed to me. In the fullness of time, God will reveal his secrets that you you and your children might fulfill every word of the law. Yes, we live in the dispensation of grace, 
that saves us from the punishment of law, but we still have a responsibility to fulfill God's law. So I want to encourage you tonight. I want to say this. God's not going to always show you what the purpose of the pain is. But trust Him. Because there is a purpose. There is a reason He is allowing you to go through what you're going through. When you come out of it, you'll be a thousand times stronger. And in the coming out, God will reveal the reason why. Might take five years. Might take ten years. Could take fifty years take five days, five weeks, five months. I don't know. Your willingness to, as I said, the scripture says, humble thyself under the mighty hand of God. Your willingness to humble yourself under God determines the speed at which you exit what you're going through. Your destiny is changed by a simple decision. So when you make a decision to trust God, even though I don't know why, even though I don't know why this is happening, I'm going through this. I will trust you and I will find complete and total peace because the why is not going to keep me from the fulfilling and the understanding. Stop asking why and simply trust. What's, what's the old hymn? Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. Just trust and obey. Yield your self, your, your ego, your curiosity to understand there are things of God I will not understand. There are things of God that won't fully be revealed until we walk on those glorious golden streets of heaven. But that will never stop me from trusting him and knowing no matter what I'm going through, somewhere, somewhere in it all, God's got my back like he's got your back.